This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound. I'm your host, Ian Turner, and my guest today is Christchurch-based singer-songwriter, Jazz Patterson. She's been making some big moves as a solo artist under the watchful eye of Sasha V and working with influential producers such as Abigail Knudsen and Will McGillivray. So now with a debut EP on the way and putting singer-guitarist to the side for a moment, what does the future hold for this up-and-coming star? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Jazz Patterson on Plains FM 96.9. Jazz, when I start these interviews, normally I, I ask about your first experience of music, but I want to ask, uh, Jazz, at least, as a as a name, it's only one Z, were the parents Jazz fans, or was it a <laughs> sort of a family friend's name or something? I've just assumed that it's it's just a name, like it, yep. it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have like a special meaning. Uh, what, like, a, like a Jasmine, like a shortened it's version, It's not short perhaps? for Jasmine, okay. no, yeah, yeah, and I, I get that all the time yep. for anything legal people are like oh please can you sign with your full name and i'm like that's it folks <laughs> that's it. <laughs> nothing much to see here okay just three letters yeah what is your first memory of music in your life when my granddad turned 80 we um my dad's a musician so we wrote him like we wrote him a happy birthday song so like my first memory of being in a studio i think i was maybe like i think i was six and I was terrified, but I was also really excited. And I sung my like I sung my little few lines, and then that was on my my um, granddad's birthday song. <laughs> yeah. Do you still have a recording of that? I don't think we do, but oh. I'll have to ask mum and dad because I'd I'd love to find it. Did other people? Because it's difficult for you to judge. You know, as a six year old, mm. did other people say, "Oh, you sound good"? I don't remember other people's reaction. I think that I remember feeling like nervous and excited to record something and to be in you know my dad's friend's studio mm. it was it was very exciting yeah do you think it was that kind of sort of like early introduction to recording music that made you want to to do more or do you think it mm. was your dad's influence probably my strongest memory of me being like yeah I, I want to be a musician or well, like the earliest memory of that was um being at a folk festival in Waihi Bush, which is just outside of um, of Geraldine where I grew up. And I saw um, Aldous Harding when she was just Hannah Harding. She, I think she, I was like 11 and she was 16 and she was, she was performing at this festival. And I remember seeing her and just being like, oh my gosh, that is the coolest thing ever. I want, you know, like I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to write songs that I share with people. Um, so that's probably like the earliest memory of, of me being like, yeah, like I, I actually want to do this. Was your mum into music? Um, yeah, mum was into music. Mum and dad were actually both in a band before I was born. And then there was me and they were still in the band. And then there was my little sister and they were still in the band. And the story that I remember from them is they sort of had to step out of that for a bit because it became quite intense. They were doing gigs lots of weekends and it was a bit much with two little ones covers or original music um I think it was a bit of both yeah I think it was a bit of both so dad was playing bass and then my mum was playing um keys and think I think she did a bit of backup singing as well any tales from the road I don't know if they got into a whole lot of mischief they're very well behaved people okay. <laughs> Keith and Kay 
that you know about, <laughs> at least. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Okay, so six-year-old, we're, we're singing. Um, where did instruments come into the picture? When I was 11, I think it was after um, seeing Hannah um, perform at the, mm-hmm. the festival, I was like, I started getting into Taylor Swift around that time as okay. well. And I was like, well, if I'm going to write songs, I need to have something to write with. Okay. Oh, that's right. I was getting piano lessons at the time, mum's um, idea, and I was just not loving it. So I made a deal that if I learned guitar, um, I could quit piano because I was learning theory and that yeah. I was not doing well at that. Yeah. I started playing guitar and for some reason that just really stuck. I was just, I was so determined. I was so determined to make it work and I'd practice for hours and hours and hours. Mm. Once I had three chords down on guitar, I started writing songs. What about the keys still to this day? Have you gone Mm, back to it? I've got no memory of any theory. I can play enough to write a song, but if Uh someone asked me what the chords are, like I wouldn't know. It's funny, like sometimes I feel like a bit of a fake musician because I'm like, oh, I don't know any theory. Like I don't know what these chords are, but I can can play them. Um, Mm. Yeah, enough to write, enough to write on piano, um, but I don't perform. Ever yeah, on piano, just guitar. What was the music scene like, I guess, for you growing up around Geraldine, mm. whether that was... Because um, you told me before the interview that you were homeschooled. Mm-hmm. I was. So was there a sort of a... Uh, I imagine there weren't many opportunities for group interactions no. musically. No, no, not really, to be honest. When I sort of think about like the timeline of like my like musical development... I was homeschooled, like I told you. Yep. So I, I spent like a lot of time learning how to play guitar, writing songs, learning how to sing for hours and hours and yep. hours. Um, and I think part of the reason that I focused so much on that was it was pretty quiet. I yep. had like a lot of time on my hands. So yeah. yeah, but I suppose as I started getting older, I made friends with some musicians sort of like around like Timaru area. Okay. And so we did a couple of a couple of shows at like the, the Geraldine Cinema. Um, I got into doing competitions like I went to um golden guitars yes yeah yeah. so I started doing that um making friends that way but that was sort of around 15 16 17 okay I started getting out there a bit more okay yeah but I was very shy like I was a very shy Mm. kid very shy teenager uh you talked about Aldous Harding you've talked about sort of Taylor Swift Uh is there anyone else um out there who you would consider influence Mm. to Jazz Patterson's style Brooke Fraser for sure yep was like the biggest influence growing up, massive influence. And I think I was like, I was playing guitar. I really liked her style. I really liked her style of songwriting. But then I started, when I was a little older, I started getting a lot more into um, Lord's yep. music. What is it about Lord's music generally? I love the production. Mm-hmm. I love how it's, I guess like hip hop inspired, but then it's also quite, minimalistic well her early work her early work anyway like her first album Mm. I love that Mm -hmm. um and then I suppose also um she the way that she her vocals are produced like there's a lot I suppose on her earlier stuff as well there's sort of like a lot of like vocal um stacking and different effects that she Mm -hmm. uses that I also quite like yeah Yeah. and I mean her her uh songwriting is just stunning as well have you seen her play live no i haven't okay (laughs) hopefully this summer though i'm just wondering about how a very well produced sound 
mm. translates in a yeah. life setting. What have you found for your for your stuff? Mm. I mean, do you feel that folks are sort of getting the same same thing that they will on the record? Is, mm. Or do you think it's a different experience entirely? I'm going to discover that later this year, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. Okay. When I start, yeah, that's sort of just in the process now, like figuring out how am I going to perform my new stuff live? What is yep. that going to sound like? You know, what live instruments are we going to have? Yep. What's going to be, you know, maybe on Ableton? Um, yeah, we're, we're figuring that out at the moment. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. We'll talk more about yes. that later in the show. Sounds good. Um, it is time for some music and we are going yes. to hear a Lord song. Um, <laughs> which one are we going to hear? Bravado. Okay. Um, why Bravado? For, for all the reasons we've just been talking for about? all or? of the reasons. Okay. It's such a stunning song. It's from her first EP. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my life I've been fighting a war I can't talk To you or your friends It's not only jumps around when I'm alluded to this will not do cause I was raised up to be admired to be noticed but when you're withdrawn it's the closest thing to a open eyes around you this will not do
This is the Gardner Sound interview with Jazz Patterson on Plains FM 96.9. Jazz, let's talk gigs. Um, first big gig you went to? Nora Jones. Oh, wow. And I think I was like 10. Okay. Yeah, it was with my dad. What do you remember? I remember three things, and it just it cracks me up. I remember um, being told off by the lady behind me for standing up. And I also remember like the ice cream that I had, and I remember feeling like Nora Jones was very far away, and <laughs> which is a bit tragic. Okay, <laughs> those are my first memories from that gig. Getting told off the uh-huh. ice cream and she was very far away. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't yeah. captivating. It didn't it do it for you. Might have been wasted on an eleven-year-old. Okay. <laughs> I think I would appreciate it differently now. Don't know why so your parents took you. <laughs> um, uh, what's something that you wanted to go along to that you've enjoyed in recent years? I went to see um, John Ballion in Auckland okay. a little while ago. Tell um, me more. I'm not with familiar. With a close friend. Yeah. He is epic. Um, and just his, his live show, like his live performance is so good. I think just the way the way that he would engage with the crowd. Okay. He would like, it just felt like he was completely in control of his performance and completely in that moment. What's the genre? Oh, kind of... Um, I feel like he mixes a bunch of different genres, probably like predominantly pop. Mm-hmm. He incorporates like a bit of a bit of hip hop and a bit of rap, um, like a bit of electronic stuff as well. Okay. Yeah. Really fun live. Is there anything from anyone you've seen across the years, whether it's, you know, on a TV show or a mm. recording or something or live um, that you thought, okay, could have even been eldest back in the day mm. that you thought, okay, I want to incorporate that into my shows, whether it's movement or talking between songs or that kind of thing. I went to see Thompson in Auckland a little while ago um, with my boyfriend. And I think something from that show that I, because I do feel like I have that lens on when okay. I go to a show yep. now. Or no, okay. actually, that's a lie. I've always had that. I've all, I'm have i always More like. More of a critical kind of, okay, yeah. what's happening? What's going on Exactly. Here? Like yeah. half of me is like, enjoying the music and Mm. then the other half of me is like okay cool what do I want to take what do I want to like figure out from this um but yeah probably from from that gig like talking in between songs and that like that's such an art and I'm working on that and figuring that out I personally love hearing about like the writing process and the emotions like the stories behind the songs Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that I'm, yeah, I suppose like I'm working on at the moment, like figuring out what stories do I want to share? Like yeah. what's going to connect with people? Yeah. What do people want to hear about my music? You know, yeah. I, I, um, I'm figuring that out. Yeah. Have you ever played covers? Yes. Okay. So what kind <laughs> yeah. of, what kind of sort of covers gigs, what kind of environments have you played in? I mean, at the moment I'm doing covers gigs pretty much every week. Okay. Right now, yeah, like uh, just at um, pubs and cafes and bars. I do like a little bit of um, Frank Ocean and Beyonce, um, Lord. Yeah, who else? John Mayer. Yeah, like a a really random, a very random mix, to be honest. It's mostly just like quite poppy, the stuff that I do, but then because I'm playing acoustic guitar, like I'll I'll slow it down and, and change bits and pieces. So how do you deal with the with the crowd? So you're just seeing yourself as there to there to entertain and in the background mm. or are you being that sort of commanding presence? Look at me, look at me. I have a really different mindset doing a like a bar gig to yep. doing 
a gig that's my own okay. work, like a yep. really, really different mindset to it. If I'm at a bar, I'm happy as like I've got my wine and I'm yeah, just yeah. I'm there for like two or three hours. I'm just so happy, sort of just chilling out in the corner. Yeah. Um, and people are either listening or yep. they're having dinner or doing their thing. Yeah. Um, but when I'm doing like I I just did a gig at Greater Goods when I'm yep. doing when I'm doing a gig like that, um, like that was my sort of first like solo gig that I've ever done um, properly. Oh, and so that really? yeah, that was quite a big deal. And it was like really special for me to be able to, because in that kind of an environment, it's it's gorgeous. Like it's, um, there's candles and there's lights and yep. it's a very like intimate setting. Um, and I pretty much knew everyone there. Like it was yeah, a bunch of, yeah, a bunch yeah. of my girls yeah, there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so in, in that kind of a setting, like I'm there to perform. Yep. I suppose I'm there to perform. I'm there to like talk about the songs. I'm there to sort of take my time in between and like explain the stories of the song. So I, it's such a different mindset for me. For the original music and having your mates there as well, yeah. is it more difficult? Or did you find it easier and more relaxing <laughs> and more welcoming, more comfortable to, to be able yeah. to, to share? I find it more difficult. My mum and dad were there. It was like a bunch of my mates there. I suppose it is such a personal thing and it like it doesn't make sense but I like I, I did a gig in Wellington um oh like a month or two ago and that was to like a room full of strangers like very similar setting okay. like intimate acoustic and I was just spinning yarns about the songs that I'd written and it was so much easier to a room full of strangers to be honest. Have you had any situations where stuff's completely fallen over uh, I don't know your, your voice has gone strings broke mm. you know there's been a fire somewhere no fires no broken strings um but any gig that i've done that i've been really gutted about has been because my voice is sort of packed up okay whether it's i'm sick or i've been overdoing it pushing it too hard um for me, yeah, I guess like for me, that's a bad gig. Like okay, if, if I've done a gig and like my like falsetto is really not clear yeah, yep. um, or if my voice cracks or breaks, then I'm I'm gutted. Do you have any uh, rescue remedies or any go-tos if you can, you know, <laughs> feel the voce is starting yeah. to um to fail on you? Well, every, every gig I do, I bring like, I'll bring a jar with um just like a glass jar with warm water and um, either lemon juice or apple cider vinegar okay. and some honey. Okay. Um, and I'll, yeah, I'll get funny looks and I'll often get people at the bar being like, oh, um, not too sure about you bringing your own drinks in. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like it's a, there's, you know, <laughs> there's nothing mm. weird in here. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll always bring that. It looks gross. I bring it to every gig. You know, you get special privileges when you're uh, when you're a performer. <laughs> It'd be different yeah, if, you know, you I bought guess. a bottle of Jack and you were sort of polishing yeah. off shots. Yeah, I'm kind of like, this is just, this is medicinal. Yep. It's not, I'm not enjoying it. There's like, <laughs> <laughs> there's lemon juice in here. It's for my voice. Where did you get that um, that recipe from? Actually, I think I started, I, I like my first memory of this gross drink was um <laughs> my, my friend's, my friend sings and um, we went up to do the YMCA talent show in like 2013 and my voice was not in a good space. And so um, Zoe's mum made me, I think she added some real gnarly stuff and she added some like um, some like paprika and I think a bit of crushed ginger, um, but it worked. I, cause, okay. Yeah, because I was like quite run down, but it, it worked wonders. That yeah. is interesting because it's quite, it feels quite acidic or quite stringent. Yeah. I mean, it would sounds a bit like paint stripper or something, but we digress. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we do. It is time for some. Um, it is time for some more music. 
we're going to be playing something by Imogen Heap. Now tell me about when did you discover Imogen Heap? Imogen Heap, I think. Um, I remember going for a trip to Auckland years and years ago and I think I, I was like meeting with different um, managers I think at the time and I had I had a lot of time to kill in between meetings um, and so little I, bird, bird, I think bird, that I discovered one of her albums because Jason Derulo sampled one of her songs morning, and then I Jill. found her music from there long ago yeah. like 2013 
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Jazz Patterson on Plains FM 96.9. Um, you're going to have an EP coming out at some point, um, which is very exciting. Before we sort of move on to that one, what's your recording experience apart from as a six-year-old been? <laughs> um, there was sort of stuff late teens mm-hmm. that you did? Mm-hmm. So in my late teens, I recorded an EP. I think I was about 17 when that came out. And that was, I think I started off recording through Play It Strange. So okay. that was a songwriting competition that I did. Um, and then, so from there, you'd get um, a certain amount of money to go towards recording your music. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started like recording properly. How many songs did you take into the studio with you? Or what was the plan? There ended up being, I'm pretty sure there was five. Fantastic. On that first one. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all over the show, that EP. Okay. <laughs> um, Why yeah. is that? Well, because every song was by a different producer, was with a different producer, oh, I should really? say. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So I think like two of the songs, I got some money from, um, uh, from Play It Strange and then one was funded and then one, I, I won a competition. So it was all sorts of different producers, which... I think for me at the time, like that was really cool to be in different studios with different people, okay. getting that experience. Yeah, yeah. But when I listen to it now, I'm like, goodness, what, like, what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I wanted my sound to be like. It's quite chaotic and quite cute, like cute folky pop stuff. Okay. From a, yeah. Who's guided you along the way? Um, who's been, who's been the mentor? Who's sort of helped you because you were talking about mm. going out to Auckland uh, and looking yeah. for managers and things like that for yeah. a, I mean, that's a big deal, really. Yeah. This is something that I've always wanted to do. Like since I was, I don't know, since I was about 11, I've wanted to do this. So I had like a real good go at it when I was, um, yeah, 17. And then, yeah, went to Christchurch, worked with a different producer for the best part of a year. And he was kind of like, um, I you could probably call him a mentor in a way as well. Like mm. we were, yeah, working together sort of two, three times a week. Um, but that didn't end up um, working out. That um, that EP never never got finished, never got released. Um, and then, f- so for the past, I think about two years, I've been working with um, Sasha, mm-hmm. Sasha V from Soul Music Academy. And she is amazing she's she's kind of like she's my kind of my mentor she's she's helping to sort of um manage different bits and pieces of yeah she's she's got me some really cool opportunities she's kind of like a auntie like a musical auntie (laughs) to me yeah 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 she's she's great she's fantastic so she's she set up soul um sort of with the intention of basically being the person that she needed when she was kind of my age, yeah, I can which understand. Is, yeah, yeah, such a beautiful thing, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm so thankful for that. And through Soul, that's where you met Will McGillivray. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And he has produced um, the stuff that's going to yes, sort has. of appear on your upcoming, yeah. upcoming EP. How has Will helped improve your songs? The work that I've done with Will, it's been so much fun. It's been it's been so good. We took quite a while just working on the songs, writing, rewording, changing this part, changing that part, like playing around with the melodies. Yeah. Like I, I think 
I think with Will, it's it was such a different experience that I've had with any other producer because it felt so equal. It felt so um, collaborative and even. And mm-hmm. I've I've never really had it to that that kind of a relationship with a producer to that extent before. Okay, so yeah. were previous producers a bit more dominant? Yeah. Or I mean, here's what you're going to do kind of thing. It's kind of like when I was little, like I'd be 16 and I'd go into a studio and I'd be wo- working with some guy who's like 40. Yep. And it would it would be like this sort of, I suppose, like a real power imbalance. Um, and I was quite a shy kid at the time. But, but now I suppose... Um, I think it's partly who Will is as a person and then also partly my own, you know, growth and development so that we can have like a really collaborative working um, relationship. Mm. Yeah, it's it's been, I feel like with Will, like I, I took him different ideas and different, you know, things that I had written. He helped make everything bigger. Like he helped okay. to make, like push, probably push what I was comfortable with a lot. Which okay. I want, like I really want to be pushed. And he, yeah, he just helped to sort of grow the songs a lot bigger. Anywhere you disagreed? Whenever we would have like a like kind of a disagreement, it would be, oh, I'm not too sure about that. Like let's let's leave that for now, park it, yep. sit on it, listen to the rough mix, give it yep. a week, see how we feel. Yeah. And if you hate it or I hate it, we'll chop it and we'll try something else. Yep. I don't think we like we would disagree, but I feel like anything was up for. Yep change yep. or negotiation or whatever yeah that's yeah. fantastic yes yeah, so um good. the yeah. song we're gonna <laughs> hear now and this is released today yes is called lonely uh and this is the first single yeah. um, of the ep uh what's lonely about the heart of it is about what it is like for me to be a musician like the loneliness of being a musician at times of passing things up, staying at home to look after my voice, um, yep. writing for hours and hours in my bedroom alone. Like it's about sort of just being, yes, I guess like stuck in your own head. And like, okay. I suppose the thing with, with being a musician is you're meeting new people all the time. Like you're performing for new people. It's so, it's so exciting and it's so fun, but it also means that you like you sacrifice a lot and, yeah. and that can be like, it's so bizarre because it can be so isolating, but like, I, I love it, but it's it's isolating sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the song. All I want to do is write sad songs. Sit in my room, want to stay home. Stare at the ceiling, it ain't great. I can feel the cold this winter. The type in my bones so brittle. The type that I try not to bring.
This is the Gardener Sound interview with Jazz Patterson on Plains FM 96.9. Gigs. Now, again, late teens, you're in the studio, you're doing a bit of stuff and so on. Um, What was your first experience sort of performing to a lot of people? 2012 or 2013. Mm -hmm. Um, It was at this like family day thing in, in Ashburton um, and Dane Rumble was playing and I think okay. there was like there was, I think it was seven or eight thousand people um, that day so that was quite a few people yeah I was quite nervous okay yeah. um, quite a bit different to all those strangers in Wellington or you know what sort of what sort of stage yeah. I mean, how much were you doing how much were you performing at that gig um, I think I did about like a 20 minute set, oh, like fantastic. 20, 30 minute set. Yeah. So a real decent set, yeah. but it was interesting, like reflecting on say like that experience to the gig that I did in Wellington. I think there was maybe like 40 people in Wellington, okay. teeny tiny. I remember like my biggest memory of that gig was being like, oh, you, you kind of, there's just like a sea of people and yep. a sea of faces and it, and the stage is so far away from everyone and everything's big. Like the stage yep. is big and the speakers are big. Um, and for me, I felt like so much, um, like just not as connected. Okay. Yeah. Just, okay. just not super connected. Yeah. But is then, that a good or a bad thing? I mean, like I remember on the day just big anxiety as yep. well. So like that probably, that probably didn't help. Yeah. yeah, it was just like a big sea of faces, that one. Okay. Yeah. Conversely, uh, you played uh, New Year's Eve at Hagley Park yeah, very I recently uh, yeah. alongside a couple of your soul mm. contemporaries. Yes. What was that like? That was a fun gig. For me, like that one was actually quite, I suppose, like a big deal in the sense of it was it's me for the first time sort of moving away from me playing a guitar. 
you know, okay. like me sort of sitting behind an acoustic guitar. One of my songs was on guitar, um, but I played I played my song Different Kind of Feeling and then Horizon, which is a, a track that I did with a local producer here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, ditched the guitar for both of those songs. So it was, it was like a really fun experience for me, like being on a big stage and being like, cool like how do I want to move how much do I want to walk around what do I want to how do I want to be as a performer um I'm still sort of really working on that okay yeah Yeah. um for someone who's who's getting into it you've had a few experiences across the years Mm, um and we haven't even sort of talked about your break from music yeah um actually I will ask that question right now um You said that you've gone off and, and become a counsellor or uh-huh. done a counselling degree. <laughs> yeah, I have a degree. Yeah. yeah. How do you think that's helped you musically, being able to engage people? I think doing my counselling degree, I did, like in my break from music, I've done a lot of growing up, like a lot of growing up, a lot of changing. And doing a counselling degree, you become like very sort of introspective and very aware, <laughs> you'd hope so, hey? very aware of like, relationships and relational dynamics um and I suppose like your mental and emotional health so if anything I think like over that journey it's helped me to become probably just like a more healthy grounded person okay to be honest yeah yeah and I think in terms of like becoming a musician like I did enjoy my experience counseling overall but if anything like it helped me to realize man, like this is actually really what I want to do and really what I want to put my focus into now. Okay. I'm glad that's where I landed. So looking back, mm-hmm. is it a case of uh, encouraging people to do sort of further study and, and live a little? What sort of advice would you would you give to a young person who's mm. sort of setting out on the road? Like the best piece of advice I think that I have ever got was when I was about 15, 16. And it's just do it now. If Like honestly, like yep. if, if you love it, do yeah. it because I think I feel like I was kind of just gearing up for this whole different life like I I was in this long-term relationship like I was studying to be a counsellor we were going to have this whole other life and then I ended up like that sort of all disintegrated and I decided like no I do actually want to do this music thing I do want to pursue it and if I give it a really good go and it goes nowhere I'm okay with that mm. you know but I think I think otherwise I would just spend my whole life wondering like you know, what would have happened. Yeah. Um, so I suppose that would probably be my advice would be to get stuck into it, go okay. and do it, you know. Okay. Yeah, if it's something that you really want. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Jazz Patterson on Plains FM 96.9. And we're going to play mini quiz, uh, 10 questions. Woo. I know, exciting, isn't it? <laughs> we just be positive about yeah. this. 10 questions coming at you. If you don't know the answer, just say pass and pass quickly. Uh, as long as you get more than one, we'll be we'll be happy. Alrighty. What is your general right. knowledge um, like in, in the music stakes? Uh, honestly, just not flash. I okay. struggle to um, retain things with my memory, so okay. this this will be fun. We'll consider it ten opportunities to learn <laughs> this afternoon. That is such a good reframe. Jazz Patterson, your right. mini quiz Let's starts. Which 2014 Coldplay album did the song Sky Full of Stars come from? Pass. Which Welsh rock band sang a tribute song to Kevin Carter in 1996? Pass. The Rising by Bruce Springsteen is generally recognised as being written about what event? Pass. Which American band released the single entitled Heathens in 2016? Heathens. 
Ah, uh, I do know this. Twenty-one Pilots. Which yes. boy band had a top ten hit in '96 with "I Want You Back"? Hmm. Ninety-six. Pass. Okay. A campanologist studies which instruments. A what? A campanologist. A campanologist would pa- pass. Okay. Uh, your time is up. Um, <laughs> you got one. I'm so relieved I that's, got one. That's, that's all good. <laughs> Coldplay, that um, album was Ghost Stories. Ghost Stories. It was Manic Street Preachers who mm-hmm, wrote um, mm-hmm. Kevin Carter. Uh, the Rising was written about September 11. Uh, um, 21 Pilots, well done. Uh, which boy band had a top 10 hit with I Want You Back? That was In Sync. Ah. Oh, yes. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, oh, you could see it okay. as well. You could see it in my eyes. I was so close. It was just right at the back. Oh, um, yeah. uh, Campanologist studies bells. Fascinating. Bells. So there you go. That is very interesting. Yeah. That's good. There hey, go. well, you're an um, esteemed company with that um, score there. So Am I? So well done. That's, that's good to know. That's really good. <laughs> um, the single is out. Um, there will be more singles to follow and yes. the EP will follow later in the yes, year. The what one. is what is the plan for the sound and the and the touring and the what do you want to do? What's the what's the ideal? There's so much I want to do. Um the ideal Okay, um, ideally, um, so the EP will be coming out end of November, um, 26th of November, I'm, and I'm doing a, a, wee, a wee show at um, the Wonder Bar in Littleton to support that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I guess like the ideal for me is to do as many like festivals and like opening slots as I can over okay. summer. Um, and then I'm looking to do my own tour Probably January, February, um, twenty twenty two. Okay, that would be the dream. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, but we're just sort of figuring out what that looks like live now. And okay. Yeah, all does, the logistical pieces. Does that include um, who's going to be on stage? Is it just going to be you and and backing you and a band? What's the what do you mm. what do you reckon? Um, well, yeah, at the moment we're just we're figuring out what what it's going to look like live. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Figuring that out. Yeah. Okay. That's sort of like one of the next steps at the moment. What ideally yeah. though would you want? Ideally, um, would you I want a live band? I'd love a live band. I'd yeah. love to have like someone on keys. I'd yeah. love to have someone playing guitar, drums. Like yeah, the whole works. Yeah. That would be that would be pretty ideal. Um, yeah, because I suppose like the sound overall of the the EP, like it's a real mix of um, like some sort of electronic aspects yeah. and then like some of the stuff is live as well yep. so to sort of be able to, to recreate that as much as possible yeah. in the live setting would be the dream yeah okay that's yeah. pretty cool you had alluded to um uh doing a collaboration with a christchurch mm. artist yes by the name of Schley? Schley. so close okay so close oh, so yeah. close Damn it. <laughs> um and it was a song horizon yeah how did that um how did that come about that was that was really fun. That was teed up um, by Sasha. So so Tim, the producer, um, he did the artist development program at Salt, which is mm-hmm. what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. Um, and so for his EP, yeah, one of his tracks that he had that he had written, um, he sent through to me. 
And I loved it. Mm. I loved it so much. We were doing like a, mus- a music business course together. He sent it to me and I remember like listening to the track on the way home and I just got goosebumps. I was, oh, like, cool. this is gonna, I was like, this is going to be so fun yep. to write. Yep. So I, I wrote it, um, wrote lyrics and melody. And then, yeah, sort of, we sort of bounced it back and forth like a few times. Um, then recorded it and it's on a ZP. That's pretty fantastic. And that's, yeah, and then I yeah I got to play with him um, to perform that song for his for his EP release show yeah. as well, which was was really special. Yeah, yeah that's really very fun. cool. Yeah, Jazz, it's been amazing having you on the show today and hearing all about <laughs> your experiences. Um, you. I wish you very well for the release of the upcoming EP. Thanks it's a so much. Great single. Um, and to round us off today, we will hear that track uh, from Schley. Great. Called Horizon. my tracks of the week firstly we've got the slightly explicit cap guns plan from cap guns corp and family ties from the situations what the fuck are you gonna do except hustle besides tipping just trying to make it real baby like it is 
Always fucking rolling like I'm missing legs Spinning webs, see my life through a different lens I recommend checking yourself before battle Broken out the shackles, now I'm smoking up the gravel When I let it rattle, it's all over for the comp This is my swamp and I do what I want I wanna be the one to stack stacks for manufactured tracks That slap with more impact than Novak's backhand No man can match the Capcom's plans We smash bags, you're napping from having one Nancy drag Ain't gonna soak up ain't no maxi pad If you have the need to hand, come back with something that can slap This ain't no fancy pantsy sort of fad We have more to receive than a hand from a quarterback Bet you never thought that I'd like more than Dak up You wanna back up, yeah I think your track's stuck Butch Cassidy in the Sundance kill when we spit Take your shit and split like the atom More than you can fathom when I fire up the cannon Gather my companions, soon you'll feast to a famine Yeah, I'm heavy-handed and I got a tight plan Grab the mic stand and decrease this lifespan With my right hand or my left if I wanna Got your baby mama straight begging for the mana Maybe hit a runner, but I'm gonna use a rubber Then his foot on the gas while I'm yelling out I love her One minute had nothing but one rough plan Now all of a sudden the people are running to us And coming to bump to cap guns jams We can't kick it Tickets on hand, all of the players in the nation are just sitting on backs to make a statement. We take the reins and refrain from faking. Put on a face to be the man, see fans evaded. Our team has the brains and the patience. The others are more lazy than the plays team that just masturbated. The collaboration is crazy. The way we match up's as good as bangers and mash the gravy. No matter if we haven't made waves, we ain't the Navy. But waiting, you'll see Cap gun cranked in 2080. Uh. Man, fuck these motherfuckers kicking us to the curb and shit. That was Cap Gun's rap lunch, now be sat for dinner Addicted to the rhythm and I'm hungry I hunt for the beats as if they're smack And I am the junkie, tweaking, peeping for the tracks that are funky I need them, the plan is to have fun for money The Cap Gun Corp's coming with vigor The beats, the cap, raps, the gun, and we're the hand that pulls back the trigger We stand and deliver slick slang to rap fans to see the bang Our speech lit matches and gas cans stand back and witness the bang Fuck having permission, ain't gonna sit and wish for shit to be shat We stick it to slackers and dabblers, dipping their hands in the cash pit We ain't singers acting like they're rappers They're smoking the air, now cap guns here You can choke on the air in the atmosphere Wind at our backs, now it's clear to share All the spins and the riffs that we cook this year The style stays sick, beats remain slick Lyrically shit on these phony pricks No Moby Dick, we're not aboard a broken ship Nicked about six The force of an orc when I swing my sword Storm in your fort and there's no remorse Cause Capcom Corp will be back for more I'd lived a mindless life In a gift wrapped world When I cut the ribbon I made an up
Thanks for joining me today on the show and thank you to Jazz Patterson. If you want to find out more about what Jazz is up to, then head to gardenofsound.nz and click on her image on the front page. I'm Ian Turner. I look forward to bringing you Garden of Sound same time next week. In the meantime, keep well, keep listening and keep playing. Enohura. E